Hi, I'm Charles Gauthier, President and CEO of the Downtown Vancouver Business Improvement Association. We're proud to sponsor the Coping with COVID-19 daily podcast series this month and hope you've enjoyed the great video content produced by Business in Vancouver. I know that my team and I have found this series informative and helpful. Please help support our local businesses during these very challenging times. Whether it's buying a gift card from your favorite retailer or treating yourself to takeout from a local restaurant, your support is so important right now. Thanks everyone and stay strong. Welcome again to Coping with COVID-19. Now, we spoke last week with a company that decided to hold off on closing a round of funding due to uncertainty about the pandemic. And we want to offer some insights into what's going on regarding the other side of venture capital right now, especially when it comes to investments that actually seem quite prescient in retrospect. Our guest today is Rich Osborne. He's managing partner at TELUS Ventures. TELUS Ventures is the venture capital arm of the Vancouver-based telecom giant, and it's invested in companies ranging from those that connect cars to the internet to those that are using software to rewrite how drugs are prescribed. Rich, I want to thank you for joining us on the show today. Great to be here. So I'm curious, just as we kick this off, I'm wondering for venture capitalists right now, is portfolio maintenance or management kind of top priority, kind of talking to your companies, putting them at ease amidst all this uncertainty? Yeah, I'd say it's uh, probably uh, more important than ever and probably consuming the vast majority of our time in the last sort of four to six weeks. Um, You know, working with the portfolios to understand, um, you know, on a cost basis, what adjustments can be made, looking at every expense line, being really intelligent about what can be taken out of the business from a cost perspective. And then on the revenue side, you know, really looking at revenue integrity who can uh, we, you know, we continue to count on in terms of channel partners or customers, given the pressures across the board. And then I guess the last part is, um, you know, we have seen um, a number of our portfolio companies come to market in the last, say, month or two and who will be coming to market. And interestingly, you know, while we're doing all the usual things and preparing them to, to raise capital, we haven't seen anyone specifically pull back to your to your comment at the beginning. We actually haven't seen that yet. So most of the companies in our portfolio are ones that we're familiar with as LPs and other funds. They're all uh, progressing ahead, and you know, obviously, fingers crossed. We think that uh, there'll be some good successes there in terms of getting rounds closed. Yeah, and I don't want to paint any sort of doomsday scenario here. I wrote a story earlier this week with regards to Form Athletica. They just announced a $12 million raise as well. We're seeing tech companies, they are pursuing you know business. Um, I'm not going to say business as usual, but they are moving forward. And I'm curious, what are some of the things that maybe you're telling these companies right now, just getting them prepared for some of the potential worst case scenarios as it is, or, or what's kind of the advice that you're giving? Yeah, I mean, we're basically telling the portfolio, unless you have enough cash to make it through the end of 2021, uh, you better develop a plan to get there. So whether that's expense reduction, whether that's raising bridge financing, whether that's exploring a number of the, you know, really, really positive developments on the government front from BDC and EDC, et cetera, um, whether it's raising debt. Um, you know, whatever it takes to get yourself out to kind of Q4 2021, Q1 2022, do it. And if you can last longer, great. 
Uh, and obviously we're hopeful the turnaround will be faster than that, but I think, you know, prudence carries the day. So that's, that's kind of our advice. So, you know, the last few years, it's been interesting because Telus Ventures, they've been investing in a lot of companies involved with health, you know, telehealth, digital health, uh, what have you. Tell me a little bit, maybe step back a couple of years. Tell me what was the thought process then and how it's kind of paying off right now. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it's the old uh, saying, uh, you'd rather be lucky than good. So I don't know if we've uh, been lucky or we were uh, we were prescient, but um, at the end of the day, you know, we're very fortunate to have made the investments that we've made. And so I know I have full credit to the TELUS leadership and the TELUS health teams who've uh, kind of, you know, operationalized a lot of the innovations that we've invested in. But yeah, you mentioned, you know, what's happened really in the last little while is, I would say from a digital health perspective, we've probably accelerated four or five years in the last six weeks. I mean, it's been absolutely unbelievable. Again, full credit to government and our partners in the public system. Like what what has happened is amazing. And I think it's going to stand a lot of companies in good stead. You know, we, we as you mentioned, virtual care, we made an investment in a company called Akira. That's now the fastest. We actually ended up, TELUS did, acquiring it uh, last year. And, you know, that's the fastest growing digital health uh, platform in Canada. So we're very, very excited about that product. And, you know, the genesis of that having been a ventures investment, TELUS buys it, uh, everybody benefits. And now we distribute it out through our through our channels and our business partners. Another one we're, you know, really lucky to kind of have been um, an investor in or be an investor in is uh, Beacon, which is a mental health uh, company doing cognitive behavioral therapy. And in these times, you know, there's a lot of people struggling uh, both at work and at home with issues, stress, anxiety, et cetera. And so Beacon's a, a, a really good uh, solution sold primarily to employers, but increasingly through the public sector as well. Um, and then we have a whole number of investments that we've made, some of which we've announced and some of which we haven't, which are really COVID specific. So things like photo disinfection therapy to try and address the uh, virus kind of in your, your, your nasal cavity, uh, an AI for imaging company, um, and then, you know, um, a, a number of others that we're looking at right now that really are focused at, you know, solving or at least uh, ameliorating the, the condition if you uh, unfortunately happen to have it. I'm just thinking about the, that acceleration factor that you mentioned. Um, are we going to come out of this pandemic, I, I guess, regular Canadians viewing technology in kind of a different way. We're going to have a different relationship with it moving forward, just as a result of all these changes to our own habits that we're kind of being thrust into. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're, you know, this is the great thing about the entrepreneurial kind of ecosystem is people, you know, have a, a mindset of really kind of thinking about what can we do to re-architect and fundamentally improve the system. And I think for a long time, we've known the health infrastructure in Canada, well, everywhere in the world really needs vast improvement. And I think we're seeing this as a really kind of a key catalyst to drive some of that innovation. So, you know, entrepreneurs are always, um, you know, seeing the opportunities from big dislocations and big events like this. And I think this is, this is going to be a real uh, interesting uh, you know, next few years from an investment perspective. And, uh, you know, I'm already having conversations on the policy side with government. You know, we've done a lot of work on serology testing, which is, as you know, a big key part in the return to work. Um, you know, the Ventures team has led a kind of pan-Canadian working group on that front. So I, I'm seeing, you know, this can-do attitude in the kind of 
in the government and in the entrepreneurial community that, uh, frankly, it's pretty exciting to see what, uh, what we're going to be able to do. Now, I'll just point out uh, for viewers, uh, Justin Trudeau, Prime Minister, just announced this morning that there is going to be uh, hundreds of million dollars of more funding going towards serology testing as well. So it's going to be interesting to see as a lot of these companies that you're working with, their expertise is going to be tapped moving forward. And I, I'm just wondering, uh, I'm not saying it's going to be happening in the immediate future, but for venture capitalists, do you think that there's an eye towards what's going to be coming down in the months ahead that maybe you could look at companies uh, with regards to their valuations maybe a couple months ago, and maybe there's some good investments that you can make right now. Their valuations are going to have to come down a little bit. Are there opportunities for VCs right now? Well, look, I mean, I think there's always opportunities for VCs, right? What I think is interesting is kind of the intersection of the, you know, fate, call it the favorability of the sector. So right now, I think you know, we're receiving inbound calls and our companies in the digital health sector are receiving more inbound investor calls than they ever have before. You know, not surprisingly, their businesses in some cases are up 10 times on a kind of month over month basis. That's the level of kind of, you know, velocity they're seeing given the crisis. So so the 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 the, the, the call it the attractiveness, relatively speaking, of the sector with the expectations on value, I think you know, there's a little bit of a situation happening in the market now where everybody thinks it's going to be or is already a good buy. So buyers are pricing in kind of a, you know, call it the pandemic price, uh, while a lot of companies are still saying, look, I, I, you know, either overall my trajectory is still as positive, if not more so. And then there are companies which are clearly kind of really suffering. Those call those the, you know, the hospitality, retail, et cetera. And I think those are a different story. But if you're in a net neutral or positive sector, I think I just worry that the investors' expectations may not be where the entrepreneurs' expectations are going forward. Yeah, the, the other thing that I'm hoping retail investors keep in mind, and maybe you disagree on this, but if I'm a retail investor, I don't know if now is the time to start investing in some of these digital health companies. I, I think you should have been doing it you know, months or, or years ago. But for venture capitalists, do you think that there's going to be a, a bit of a shift towards society, knowing that there, or shift towards your particular industry, knowing that there is potential for pandemics, knowing that there's potential for people to get new habits when it comes to digital health, for example? Do you anticipate maybe a shift for the VC industry as well? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think um, I think digital health is um, increasingly recognized. I would say this was true a little bit before, but I think this is really shining a light on the need for innovation in the digital health sector. I, I would also say in Canada, we haven't had a lot of digital health focused investors in the past. We're one of the very, very few. So you can see more generalist investors starting to focus on the sector. Um, I would say the other issue is though, you know, when you think about some of the motivations that people have to invest. The one area that I really see growing and really getting more interest is the social impact investment lens on things. And that's something that, you know, we've embedded deeply in Atelis Ventures, the social purpose mission at Atelis generally. Um, and, I, and I see a lot of people, investors, whether they're VCs or angels, really starting to be purpose driven in how they select investments. And when you think about a pandemic and the backdrop and, you know, improving and saving people's lives, that really speaks, I think, to the heart of what impact investing is all about. So I, I have no doubt that sector will, um, you know, see a real surge in interest and in, in capital flow in the next, you know, months and years ahead.
Well, I, I'm glad you brought that up because I am wondering, you know, I, maybe I should have asked this a little earlier on, but w- what is your mandate at, at Telus Ventures? What are you looking for in a company when it comes, you know, before you, you know, do all your due diligence? What, what's going to grab the attention for you guys as you pursue whether or not to make an investment in a company? Yeah, I mean, what we always say is we're trying to find world-class entrepreneurs solving big technology challenges. And our work really consists of saying, you know, is this something that can benefit TELUS and its stakeholders? And part of the answer to that is, is this entrepreneur going to be able to build a big company? Because the bigger the problem they're tackling and the more scale they get in their business, the more likely that's going to be of benefit and relative value to tell us. So that's kind of our job at a whole is find the best people. You know, the old real estate is location, location. For us, it's, uh, you know, founder, founder or entrepreneur, entrepreneur. Um, that's the essence. So we really do whatever we can. We scour, you know, we're investing around the world and we really try and find the people that share that mission I was talking about, that social sort of purpose mission. And that can, uh, you know, can really uh, through grit, resilience, perseverance. I mean, things you're seeing in spades these days that can really, uh, you know, deliver uh, uh, those innovations. Well, I'll, I'll leave you off with this question. Uh, it's one that I've been throwing at uh, almost everybody I've been interviewing. But uh, how are you holding up? Uh, how is your team holding up as you guys kind of readjust to this new reality of, say, working from home, etc.? You know, it's funny. I, I think it's brought, I mean, you look, maybe it's the old entrepreneur in me, you, you look for 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 the good and, and the things that you can leverage on a go-forward basis, you know, call it the future mode of operations. You take, obviously, there's a lot of, you know, kind of unimaginable tragedy happening on, on, the, 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 uh, on the crisis. But the positives that I see in terms of how the team's holding up relatively well. I mean, people are... Um, integrating their families and their work in a way, you know, whether it's bringing kids on the Zoom calls, whether it's talking more about, you know, taking walks with their spouses, whether it's more family dinners and playing cards. And I can actually see in, in our little team here at Talis, I can actually see a lot of the benefits of that. So in some ways, you know, it's a terrible thing, as I say, but it's kind of heartwarming how people are not only performing and rallying and seeing the opportunity, but kind of coming together as, as uh, you know, as family members and bringing more of their whole self to their, to their work. So I actually, uh, on a personal level, uh, I've got two teens and, you know, I'm spending more time with them than I would have uh, non-pandemic uh, in evenings and weekends. And, and it's, it's awesome. Really yeah. Awesome. For me, I, I've been telling people don't apologize if there's toddlers in the background. Everybody has them. It's all good. It, it's kind of that new reality. So um, it's great to hear that you're holding up as well. So, uh, Rich, I want to thank you for joining us on the show today. Great. Thanks for having me. That is Rich Osborne, managing partner at Talus Ventures. And that's it for now. We'll be back tomorrow. I want to thank everybody for tuning in and keep up with us at BIV.com. <laughs> <laughs>